what got you interested in photography? What was the initial pull that made you want to pick up a camera? Uh, right, that's that's a very um, general, and, and I see this question asked a lot and very often to you know all kinds of photographers. I don't know if I have a very specific question uh, answer, but I'll say this. Um, you know, I think I was interested. I started getting interested when I was really young. I didn't really realize it at the time. I was living in uh, in Italy and uh you know life was very different and i had this you know a couple of small cameras those the first digital cameras that you know you could buy for uh, 100 euros or less um and i i like composing photos but i didn't even realize it um and it was just you know family things uh nothing too exciting uh, but uh, uh, I think it really started when I moved to the States because before I lived in Italy again, and then I moved to Florence when I was 18 years old uh, to the U.S. Uh, I was living in Buffalo. Uh, and Buffalo, it's a pretty boring city, I'll say this. Um, so, uh, you know, while I was in Buffalo, I wasn't too excited taking photos. Um, my 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 wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, she you know, gifted me uh, the first decent camera. I was a uh, DS, which I used, uh, you know, throughout the years. I started Instagram, um, I think, in 2015, 16 or something. I think it was 16 um, when I was on a trip in Italy. Uh, and that's when it really, I think, started to spark and got me excited. Um, you know, I, I, at the time I was doing all those cliche that everyone was doing with uh, um, very plain backgrounds and, and people against them or, you know, um, uh, nature. Uh, so nothing that I'm doing now, honestly, I was doing a lot of portraits, um, very casually, especially of, uh, you know, my wife and, and people, uh, and then I moved to New York city. So that, that's what shaped, I think my, my, my photography and my, my passion. And that was two years ago. Years ago, I moved from Buffalo to New York for work um, because that's where I got my digital marketing job. And um, I I started photographing anything um, whenever I had free time. Um, and I used to do that even before I moved. Um, I, I, I studied in school uh, two and a half hours from, from New York City. And once in a while, I used to visit just to take photos. Uh, you know, I remember walking uh, five, seven miles day even more uh, just to take photos no matter what the uh, weather was and um, you know once I moved I, I had the opportunity to slow it down and um, I tried different you know uh, different conditions of weather different you know time uh, day and night and and the, the night theme uh, started very casually um, I think uh, once I was in Chinatown um, with my wife uh, and you know I took a couple of photos and then I edited them and, and you know I, I liked the look and I was very surprised on how they looked there was the editing was very different from what I do uh, today uh, at the time I was shooting with a Canon 5D Mark II uh, which I bought on eBay uh, for a pretty cheap price and uh, yeah I liked the results so I, I started doing night and also not just because I liked it but because of convenience honestly because you know working all day from 9 to 5 and then okay, you know going out uh, when 
dark. Uh, it was very convenient. Um, so <laughs> that's how it all started. So I fly once a year in January. I come to New York and spend about four or five days uh, just doing street photography. Pretty bad street photography, but street photography nonetheless. Um, as someone that lives there, what is it about New York that makes it like the mecca for street photography? Uh, I guess, uh, you know, a lot of people will have different answers to this, but I I don't like the, the rush of the city. Uh, it's not what fascinates me. I like that part too, but when it comes to night photography, uh, I like the colors. That's what draws my attention. It's not really the message, the um, the people that I look um, in my photos. It's more like um, feelings and emotions and how you know I, I see an, a composition from me and I see that certain colors could take life. And uh, what's special about New York City is the, the amount of different scenes that you know you can find yourself in in just a matter of a few meters like you you could walk one block to another and have you know tons of neons and in one area and then go into the other block and you know find very blue areas and and dark and um uh, you know i find that very fascinating uh plus when it rains and and it's um when i pretty much only shoot when it rains at night um there's other elements that i'm sure you can find in other cities but in new york city particularly i think it's uh, you know it's very cars that, that move and you got reflections on the windows and the cars and the people uh puddles that reflect uh neons and, and different lights so uh, I, I definitely like like reflections a lot um in, in all kinds of materials uh so that that's what i love about new york city uh, it's not really about the people it, it's more for me about the mood of the city you know when when things uh you know at, at night when things slow down and, and at night things do slow down but it's a different it, it's a very different vibe um i go out when it rains not because of the rain and the um um, if you go out at night um, on a um, clear sky day, um, you don't get that kind of excitement that's given from from uh, the the people that that run, and also um, I don't know, it's just so different. I think it's very it's very different from a, a regular day. Uh, so that's what excites me. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. There's a wonderful cinematic quality to the color in your work. How important is the color to uh, sort of your identity as a photographer? Well, I'd say that if in a photo, I think color is seventy percent of what I what what I look for. Um, whenever uh, I look through the city and I'm walking, I look through certain elements. Um, I know that when I edit uh, certain colors, they will turn in one way or another. So. I kind of get used to see the world, not just, you know, with your eyes in a regular way, but, you know, seeing also uh, as, you know, post post production. So um, uh, I've developed over, you know, the past couple of years, um, these presets of mine that um, I use. Um, it's not the presets that, that I sell. It's just that I have a set of uh, about 10 presets that I find myself using over and over uh, because it's just that my eye is drawn to uh, the same kind of colors and the same kind of scenery. Um, so 
again, uh, I know that a red neon will make not only uh, the neon itself in a certain way when I photograph it and then I will post, you know, produce it. But then, you know, the, the whole scenery uh, around it, um, I know that it will change it in a way that, you know, I, I, I want it that way. So I don't really care much if there's a person under that neon of someone who's doing something exciting behind uh, under it. I know that, you know, the color itself will, you know, will result into something that, you know, I like and I'm drawn naturally to. So when you're walking around New York City, obviously you've spent a lot of time there. Does it become easier or harder to find compositions the more you know the city? Well, that's a very interesting question because I've thought about it for a while and um, I guess it's it's easier, but it's also tougher after a while because um, I was talking about, uh, about this uh, with my wife as well. I was saying how, you know, I've seen certain areas of the city over and over and over, but I'm sure there's so much more to discover. And also, I try to tend to go back to the places that I love, that I I know there are certain elements, um, like uh, um, 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 a shop or uh, a neon or uh, a corner that I know uh, I really like and I want to explore more from different angles. So I try to go back and see if there's even, sometimes you get, you know, surprised elements like um you know smoke from from the street in that specific corner that you love and you know that's a surprise element um so i, I realize that i try to go back to the same 10 15 um you know areas but there, there's probably so much more so is it easier or harder it's easier in the sense that you know where you're going and you know what you could potentially expect then the scene you know of course always changes with the people and the light and the conditions uh but it's harder in the sense that uh, sometimes i i lack that element of surprise 100 percent surprise given by you know the different scenery uh especially for someone like me who look for uh, certain lights and colors and i find those especially into um window shops or or neons i know where those are so number one it it gets harder with the time to find new ones um Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah of course i try to also visit the areas that are more convenient to me new york city is a big city so i could probably be on the train for an hour and a half to to go to queens from from where i live and uh, you know i don't know if uh, i'll find something good or not that's the other thing you know sometimes you walk for hours and on a night you that you want to explore new areas you'll find one thing that's cool and you'll get away with you know a couple of photos sometimes you'll find nothing other times you'll find you know uh, 300 great photos so and that's why i try to go back to certain places that i know they're good because you know naturally uh, i'm inclined to think that you know those places are, i'll find again another uh, 100 200 great photos in a night that's that's always the the goal and the idea but also you know i try to uh, spend some time to explore new areas of the city which you know new york city is great is probably a huge city but sometimes it feels also small in a way yeah oh definitely one thing i saw quite a while back was you had uh, an issue with uh, someone threatening to call the police if you didn't delete an image that uh, that was either of them or that they thought was of them uh, is it a common occurrence that you kind of encounter people that are a bit pissed off with what you're doing 
thing or it generally is that just like a is it generally accepted and that was just a one-off idiot well i think it's not many people like that luckily um i think a lot of people understand the art and understand you know people that are out there just to, to make art and have fun um so most people literally won't care i think they're just too busy to go you know to care about their lives and what they're doing rather than you know what you do um so you you could probably just walk around with a camera in new york city and, and i've done it uh, and you know flash people in the face and you know they won't say anything but some people will, will don't like that at all um and, and that's unfortunate i mean i understand it and i totally respect it uh but uh, you know it's 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 also common to see stuff like that um again i don't find myself doing a lot of aggressive street photography so i don't deal with these people a lot but sometimes you see people that you know even if you're taking photos of their their shop or from a you know 10 meters away they'll they'll get pissed off because they just don't want to be in the photo for for the for x reason and then right. they're to call the police you know i always tell people be respectful to these kinds of you know individuals who don't like their photos to be taken um but at the same time, you know, do what do what you're out there to do. Uh, the greatest photographers have taken photos of people uh, without asking, you know, the permissions. Uh, and, and you know, the, some of those photos made history, and uh, you just can't recreate that. You know, that those moments and that those that candid moment if you ask someone for their permission. So. Yeah, again, respect the people, but also understand that, you know, when people are out there, they're, you know, they can be photographed te technically yeah. and, you know, they shouldn't be afraid or, you know, scared of anything. Well, it's funny because we're obviously being filmed and photographed through surveillance pretty much constantly, but it just feels like the one right. time you see an individual do it, all of a sudden that tends to be the one that kicks them off. <laughs> I mean, even on the internet, people don't think about it, but, you know, you're giving away so much of yourself in terms of, you know, where you live, what you like, what you shop, what, you know, all your preference, we marketers do is just that you don't have a face, but, you know, because you don't have a face, then I guess it's, uh, people care less. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's really weird. Um, well, moving on from the idea that we're, sort of being sucked into a black hole by a government um what is your current camera setup i use a fujifilm expo 2 uh with a 28 millimeter lens um i've always been drawn to very wide lenses uh, when i shot with a canon a few years ago um i had a 24 to 70 zoom lens um i, I liked it at the time but then um i switched to fuji uh, not intentionally uh, unfortunately i lost my canon i was stolen from a train oh, no. uh, so i had to buy a new camera um but the fuji which was the greatest investment of my life i think um and started with the 28 millimeters um i think the actual you know focal length is uh, when you buy it is 18 millimeters um yep. i've also bought the uh the 50 millimeters i've tried the 85 for street um i still own the 50 millimeters and i use that um from time to time um but my go-to lens is definitely the 28 i i just love that focal length um in fact you know i'm thinking about upgrading the camera buying uh that focal length 
one thing that I will say is that, you know, people talk about Zoom and Prime. And I do, I'm a firm believer that Prime lenses will teach you a lot yeah. and will, you know, will motivate you and push you um, to, you know, move in the scene and get the shot that you want. But, you know, moving your feet and not just uh, your hands, because when people use zoom lenses, they don't realize the street photography, that, you know, they're, they're in a way being a bit lazy. They're, they're framing something in, in, in a way that uh, to them, it's perfect, but 100%. Yeah, if you use a prime, you have to find that shot. You have to, you know, move and react. And sometimes certain shots that you have in mind, they're just not possible. You have to accept that and, you know, realize that, you know, you have that one focal length. And that's, you know, that's, you got to give 100% with that one. Yeah, it's something that's kind of strange with, uh, so I work in weddings and I only use primes. And I've had people say to me that a Zoom gives you the option to do sort of anything within the range. And I always say, yeah, but that's wor- that's working on the idea that there is a right photo to take. Whereas I think that I can take my photo as opposed to like the correct one. Exactly. I mean, I could be sitting in a spot and take that that one moment if we could freeze the, you know, the, the word for a second. And I think it's, if I could take it, you know, in 28, 50, 85 millimeters, you know, I, 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 it would be great. I could probably choose one over the other and then maybe, you know, I'd like one, I'd have more options, but it, it's just not, uh, I don't know. I, I don't like that approach. I don't like the zoom in general. Uh, I use them myself, but I found myself, you know, being very lazy and waiting for, for things to come at me when it comes to street photography rather than trying to go and get them. Um, plus if you use, you know, prime, I think you really train your eye to see the word in that, uh, focal length. And, um, again, it helps with composition a lot because when you use zoom, you can, you could have very, you know, different composition of that same spot, that same image. Uh, but you know, that gets confusing because then you, you don't know exactly you could do so many things of just one little scene uh while if you're forced to you know just the prime um, you know that you only have that one option that one composition and i think it helps a lot why do you think fuji is such a um, popular camera system with street photographers because it, it's fairly cheap um you could get the i mean it, it is cheap uh, if you if you get the uh, x100f it's like uh, just a little bit above a thousand dollars which is incredibly cheap for uh, a camera that delivers you know that high quality i think it, in my opinion it's high quality and i, I love the colors of Fuji and a lot of people say that um, just the raw files and you know some of the, the profiles that they have uh, they just uh, they're amazing uh, I love them I, I remember shooting with a Nikon uh, I'm not sure what you shoot with but personally I I hated the Nikon I, you know I, I, I saw everything like greenish I, I didn't like the, the <laughs> colors of the people I, I just hated it hated the menu um, Canon, I did like the you know the the camera itself, but um, Fuji is just uh, very intuitive, and uh, plus the lenses are so cheap. Uh, you can get a lens for three hundred and ninety nine. And people shoot with Sony, you know, I've heard, I've seen it, uh, and I had Canon. You know, you're paying thousand dollars for a lens, and I'm not sure if the quality to uh price ratio is really there honestly um 
you know, I, when I switched to Fuji and I paid, uh, the 28 was, it's pretty expensive, it's $599, but then the 50 was $399. You know, the quality I could get from that 50 millimeters, it was just outstanding in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, it's simple camera, small, the lenses are small, and uh, it's, it's cheap. Uh, mainly it's cheap, I think, in my opinion, so that's why I, I bought it. Do you think that the camera's size is a big factor in it being used for street photography? Yeah, it's huge. I think it's the biggest factor. The the the, the it's a huge factor. People don't consider it, uh, and and that's reason number you know a thousand why I say use prime lenses because prime lenses are naturally smaller. Um, you know, some people are more inclined to buy things that have uh, a lower aperture. Uh, you know, f one point eight, f one point five, whatever. But then you know the lens gets bigger, and yes, you can get you know that more light in your lens. But honestly, I shoot only at night with uh, f2 and i think that's fine and and the beauty of that lens is that it's so small and and the camera is just so light um i think having your camera and the opportunity to bring your camera with you all the time it's it matters more than anything else um with the canon uh 5d mark ii and the zoom lens that i had that thing was like a tank uh you know i i I never went out with my camera unless, you know, I really planned to go out to shoot photos. So I had to go home, get the camera and go out and shoot with the Fuji is different. Uh, and this is why I also ended up buying um, a small Canon. Um, I think it's, it's the uh, G5X, 5GX. Um, I keep forgetting, <laughs> but it's that really small uh, digital camera that delivers really high quality and has a little zoom but you know you can just put it in your pocket and and go and take photos um so yeah having a camera with you it's what matter the most over quality over uh, absolutely over quality 100 percent um i actually wrote a question out before i knew you were um a digital marketer but it's probably quite an interesting question from both sides uh for you as a marketer and and for you uh, as a photographer i'm just curious of your opinion on sort of the instagram craze causing people to feel pressured to have something to post on like an increasingly frequent basis oh boy uh so uh, i i wrote a little guide on this and also the you know share my opinion on on the whole algorithm pressure um it's i think it's very frustrating and i'm sure that a lot of creators share this frustration with me and with uh, uh with many more creators on the platform i i think it's it unfortunately um frequency of posting does a lot um and I, i've tested it i've seen it myself um I, so number one you need to understand that frequency is something that will affect your reach and when it comes to reach uh you know it's not that the more frequent you post, the more people you will reach, but it's also about maintaining a certain frequency. So if you're comfortable posting one time a week, um, you know, post that one time a week, never fall below that. And, uh, the unfortunate thing is, is that if you do, if you don't fall below that, um, you know, the, the algorithm or whatever it is, uh, will penalize you in a way. Um, 
and I've seen it. It's not that uh, because you post less, you know, that one post had less reach, but it's just that it's incremental. For some reason, uh, as soon as the algorithm sees that, um, you know, your frequency has changed, it will, every post, you'll reach less people. It's not the overall number. It is the overall number that changes, but it's per post number that changes as, as soon as you lower the frequency. And it's very frustrating because honestly, I think people should have their, 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 they should create at their own time, especially if, you know, I'm talking about street photographer and street photographers are used to, you know, take thousands of photos, uh, you know, a day and they could have, you know, say 50 great photos in a night. But if you're doing other things, if you're doing portraits, um, you know, you need your time to create and it's, it's important to have that. So so what I'm thinking and what I've been, what I've been thinking recently is just that um, we're getting into a very ugly um, you know situation where people are willing to do anything to get likes to get followers to get that an extra traction because it is indeed very hard to get uh, organically uh, just by doing your own thing. And, you know, when it comes to Instagram, we're talking about artificial intelligence. There is an algorithm that people try to, you know, they talk about it and everybody seems to know how it works, but no one really knows how it works. But what, what I can say is that this thing adapts to how people as a whole um, perform and as a whole um do their own business so if out of 20 people 18 use you know start using bots or comment aggressively or like aggressively to be seen then you know that will become the normality and that's why it gets worse and worse and worse and worse because people get more and more aggressive with time and it seems that you know aggressiveness has become the normality so unfortunately it's hard to step back uh, i think that the only way that this can change is by instagram changing their you know what's considered normal and how it should you know consider the mass um but uh, this is where we're at uh, i think you know Fortunately, when I post stories or I see, you see all those bots that reply to your stories, this this is where we live now. We see, you know, bots that reply to your stories, bots that do this, people that, you know, comment on every single photos that you put out just because they, you know, they hope that other people will see it or other things. So um, I think it's unfortunately a very small percentage of what we do and see on Instagram is, is really considered organic and um, people don't react to a photo just because, you know, they're compelled to, to do it and because they truly love it, but because they, they want to gain something and it's totally understandable. Uh, but it's just tough because, you know, if you're just try to be on Instagram, you know, taking a photo, posting it and, you know, hoping the world will see it, it will just never happen. You have to do something. You have to, you know, try to be your, make yourself visible. And this is why I think, you know, ads have become increasingly important, unfortunately. And, you know, it makes sense. That's what, that's Instagram, uh, you know, ultimate goal. Well, I think it's one of the sad things when people put um, the, the sort of, desire to be received as an artist ahead of what they're creating so they're just desperate to have something out as opposed to really 
um, focusing on making sure that the thing they're putting out is exactly what they want to be put out. Sometimes it's just get something out, get something out, get something out. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'll be honest, you know, I found myself in that situation. I was saying, you know, it was a time now I slow it down, but you know, uh, this year, the one I was saying every day I'm, I'm posting something cause you know, it's consistent. I, I want the world to see something every day and I was being pretty successful, but there were times where, you know, I found myself posting something because I, I had to, not, mm-hmm. and, but I didn't want to. Um, so it's, it's, it's really sad. Um, and now I've been slowing down and unfortunately it's had a negative effect uh, on my personal growth, but, uh, it's it's it, it, I I understand it because uh, you know some people maybe are frustrated with their their main job let's say and they want to you know just go all in and just try to be creative and uh, get some income out of it but it's just that um, you can't you can't do it overnight and you can't even do it probably in a year or two it just takes time and uh, the more we go forward and the more it will be harder and harder i think can you name some cities that you'd love to go and photograph that you've never been to um london never been to london i think that, that's definitely on my list i, I i'd love to go there um and then i think top of the list is tokyo um I've seen great photographs. Uh, I know they have great, beautiful neons. So that's what I'm, I'm really drawn to. I think, you know, Tokyo is definitely uh, a dream for me. Um, what, you know, what's preventing me from going is uh, partially the, the, the very long flight that, you know, I'd had to take to get there. Uh, but uh, one day I'm sure I'll visit. But London, Tokyo, and um, I think that's all I have in mind for now. I mean, it helps that you're pretty much in at least one of the top three um cities in the world to be for a street photographer um this has been incredibly insightful i'm really thankful um i actually wanted to uh read a quote of yours uh, which is one of my favorite quotes i think i've ever read as someone that frequents new york uh, like i said once a year um I, one of your quotes that i've read is uh, you can sit for two hours on a train and still be in new york city and i think that's pretty much the most apt quote i've read about new york city it's like small but it's big and because of the the rush of people it can be a really slow city but feel really fast it's a it's a very bizarre city. Um, what I wanted to ask you, and I think you already, I think you already kind of answered this, but I want to see if there's a slightly different answer here. Um, earlier, you said that the rush was one of the things that you weren't keen on with um, New York. But what's the biggest challenge with photographing New York? Ah, interesting question. Biggest challenge: um, find um, and not try not to follow what other people are doing. I think this is general, but especially in New York city, there's a lot of great creators and it's hard to just, you know, focus on your own thing. It's very easy. I think to look at around and look at other people, what other great creators are doing around here and try to recreate and mimic the exact same thing. I I think what's really hard about the city is to find your own identity and uh, try to do something new that not, you know that it's just your own thing i think that was the struggle for me in the beginning you know i used to look up to a lot of great creators and try to do the exact same thing and uh, i was failing miserably because you know i wasn't them when you're trying to do something that somebody else has already done it would just be you know a bad copy of them and so that's my advice once you understand that uh that's when you'll really start to grow when you'll try to 
really try to do your own thing and not, you know, follow some other people. So it's great that you have all this, you know, a huge playground available to you. But also you, you kind of have to focus on what you really love and, uh, you know, make it happen. What do you think is more important for a street photographer, learning technical uh, proficiency or developing your own style? I mean, I think when it comes to technicality, uh, photography, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but you don't have to know all the rules and how, you know, everything plays. You could probably go and shoot, you know, full auto and uh, it would work great. Uh, what uh, What's more important is to develop your style, develop your eye. Uh, and that's what takes years and that's what you know uh differentiates someone who just started from someone who's done it for years um after a while i think you start to see uh, scene or colors uh you know before it it happens and that's what what people should really focus on you know thinking about the colors the light the scene and what what draws naturally the attention Mm -hmm. not what you know they're ideally would like to do but what realize what you're naturally drawn to and you know hunt that one thing in terms of technicality uh, i think if you know a couple of very simple rules um you you'll be fine i i always shoot with uh, pretty much one setting i set my camera go out and uh and and i just you know i just do it just, just photograph it's you know i set my camera to um two aperture uh one over 60 um shutter speed and then i let my iso oscillate between i think 400 to 2700 and that is about it i don't do anything else uh in most of the um most of the um, opportunities and, and areas when I photograph. Uh, sometimes it changes the settings of a camera. So yeah, it's important to know how you, to react because if you don't know your camera, you know you you end up missing something, uh, miss a shot, and that's you know a really bad feeling. Uh, that's normal. It, it always happens. But you know it, what's what's more important is to you know visualize a scene before it happens and you know try to uh, immortalize it. What what are you doing during this lockdown, this quarantine period to kind of keep yourself inspired and keep yourself busy? Well, I work from home. (laughs) That's not very inspiring, but (laughs) I have to do that full time. Um, And then... um, I also paint, so that's I'm trying to you know dedicate more time to to that as well because you know it's it's very convenient to just be here and can, you know be able to take a break and and get some painting done. So, how does the painting work with regards to your photography? Is it what you do when you are fed up with photography and you want to take a break, or is it something you do along with the photography? How do you kind of intersplice them? Um, I started recently, um, I'd say, I, I, you know, I, I've been photographing less recently, um, you know, even just before the coronavirus, um, I think I needed a bit of a break, a mental break. So uh, I picked up also painting as a way to, you know, express my feelings and, you know, compose something that's not a photo. I think the two things are very similar in a way, because uh, you, you, the way you compose a painting is very different than the way you compose a, a photograph. And I, I do abstract painting. So, um, you know, you, you, the beauty is that there you, 
you have you can relax and just you know think about the composition more than what you can do in the street so in a way they're very opposite but in the same way you're just looking for colors and uh, composition and that's also probably why uh, you know I started because again it's about the colors it's about putting colors together and, and and simple things that you know can work well together it's been amazing to talk to you on thank you so much for taking the time uh, to do this what I want to do is make sure everyone knows where they can find your work so if you could please just link away tell us where we can find you yeah thank you so you can find me on Instagram at Philip Warp or you can also find me on YouTube I published a couple of uh, YouTube videos uh, POV and then I have my website, uh, you know, www.philipwarp.com. Um, and you can find me there. I also have, you know, a bunch of presets and guys that I sell uh, and, and people I found pretty helpful. Again, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Um, everyone needs to go check out your work. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.